We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I'm Ty Windish here as always with my alarmed, because I think I cleared my throat really loud before we started, co-host Rohan Kadi. Rohan, sorry if I startled you. How's it going on this Monday morning? Uh, you're fine. No, you didn't startle me at all. <laughs> okay. I'm doing, uh, I'm just, it's, a, it's a tired Monday morning. Yep. Uh, yeah. Busy, busy weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking about like some wider NBA topics for a little bit here. Yeah, we haven't done too much of that this summer, which I think I'm actually happy about. Um, because there was a lot of Buck stuff going on, and I think the whole point of GSPN is to hone in on the Wisconsin sports. Real quick plug: if you're not listening to Cruising for a Bruising, if you're not watching the Brewers. It's quite the time. I mean, I know they didn't they didn't beat the Braves. They almost did. Um, but Sal Freelich's debut was electric and and the Brewers, they got some good stuff cooking right now. I mean, they they lost two to one to the best team in, in the NL, but that, that'll happen. Very exciting time for the Milwaukee Brewers. So make sure you are subscribed to Cruising for a Bruising wherever you listen to podcasts on audio. But, Sal's debut though. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. Oof. Make sure you listen to Cruising. I haven't even I haven't even gotten to listen to the new one yet, so I need to go take in the style takes right after this. Maybe we'll wrap early just so I can do that. But we've had a lot of Bucks stuff to talk about. We no longer do. We have we have one Bucks topic to talk about. It's not very long, um, so you know we can only do so many. Here are the same five point guard trades. Here's the one point guard free agents. Kemba Walker's gone to Paris or wherever, not Paris, Monaco. Monaco. Um, you know, that that's Goran that's where Dragic we're at. Is still out there. We know where he's going. Who, Whether, else, who's a, who else is a free agent point guard? Thanasis, free agent point guard. We're out of Bucks news. And so we're going to talk about this other stuff that's hanging over the league. And I just realized that, Rohan, you didn't catch this either. The Kron says James Harren, so I'm going to fix that. 
we got Dame Lillard and James Harden trade slop here. Um, but we're going to talk about those things because obviously they're important to the NBA at large. And also, I mean, it's pretty important to the Bucks. If James Harden departs Philly, that matters. Uh, not Maybe not a ton, but it matters. And of course, if Damian Lillard ends up on the Miami Heat, that really matters. And if he doesn't, that also matters a lot too because of the rest of the summer Miami's had. But before we get into those, the, our thoughts and the current state of those, not, I mean, I don't even want to say deals because it sounds like nothing's really happening on either front right now. But before all that, we, our little bit of Bucks news, people are kind of freaked out. Giannis was included, Giannis Antetokounmpo, to be clear, uh, was included on Team Greece's preliminary roster for the FIBA World Cup. So, there was thought that he may not play because he had the scope. That, or I don't know if we actually know it's a scope. He had a minor procedure on his knee. We think it's a scope. We don't know. Um, and he's been wearing like a wrap all the time. I mean, people are like, is it is it bad? Giannis is always. I'm like, Giannis has always got something. I mean, it looked like it looked like his hand was in a cast when we saw him at the herd game. He wears knee brace, not braces, but wraps and stuff all the time. Um, I just think Giannis's knees are kind of constantly undergoing maintenance. Because he is, you know, a, a superhuman who does superhuman things. Um, but he was on the preliminary roster. So I think this is like, what, 17 or 18 names total? But it gets pared down to 10 or 12. So uh, I think there were like more Atetokounmpo's on the roster that maybe didn't make the team last time. Actually, I'm not sure if Alex was on the preliminary last time. He wasn't this time uh, for sure. But it's 22 names. Right 22 now. names right now. So not all of them will actually participate in the World Cup. So, of course, you know, this isn't maybe a total indication either way. But, Rohan, what were your thoughts uh, when you saw Giannis included here? I honestly wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised too much considering the fact that we we know how Giannis feels about playing for Greece uh, historically. And if, in fact, it is true that uh, he might miss the – might actually not be on the main roster because of injury, if it's purely because of injury – I'm not surprised to see him on the preliminary roster just in case like he could be good to go. That that's that's my rationale behind it. It's like if yeah. it's leaving the door open for him to actually play. I don't think he will play. Yeah. To be clear, but it remains a possibility. Yeah, I mean I think whether whether there's still a shot he plays or not and there I think there's always a shot. I mean, we've seen Giannis heal or at least if not heal, you know, He'd be ready to play um, pretty wickedly fast after wicked in like an impressive way, wickedly fast after uh, 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 injuries before. Also, I just think like two of his brothers are there. Like he would want to be there either way. And rather than bring in like a 20, the 23rd best player who could play for Greece this year, even if you know, he's not going to play adding him there so he can like be, with the team as a player versus like, I don't know if they'd have to just like call it something else or like his role would be different. I just think that's probably the way he would want to operate, even if he can't play, is to be on the at least the preliminary roster as a player. I think we'll have a lot more info when the, of course, the actual roster comes out, which I don't know when exactly that will be. Um, I do think he'll try to play. I, I do think there's a chance he plays. It's more likely he does not. I don't have an issue if he plays, though. I know... This has always been a thing. There's a lot of people, Bucks fans, who, oh, the Bucks pay him. He owes this to the Bucks, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, I just can't subscribe to that line of thinking. I mean, we owe everything to Giannis. I, I don't think we should get that misconstrued at any point. Um, and he really likes to play for his country. All all non-U.S. players really do. Some U.S. players do. Some don't seem to care that much. Either way, um, it, it's it would be unfortunate if he wasn't able to play. I will say, I thought it was interesting, Jokic not playing for Serbia because of straight-up rest. I don't know if that makes it more or less likely, honestly, for Giannis to play. On the one hand, I mean, clearly it's, you know, these these big men are kind of getting an excused absence for not playing uh, for their teams after, you know, the, the long NBA season. Jokic's was longer, but Jokic didn't have the knee procedure either. On the other hand, like just from a purely, you know, uh, Logic standpoint, yeah, I mean, it just got easier, right? I mean, the reigning baddest mf'er in the league or in the world, I should say, is not going to be there. I mean, that that really, and someone else from Serbia is not playing too. I don't remember who, but that really hamstrings the Serbian team. Of course, I think they'll still be good, but they won't be uh, maybe win the tournament good. So I think that that maybe factors in as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's a chance. I won't say like he's for sure not playing. But I also don't think that this means he's playing by any means. Yeah, for sure. It's it's we're kind of in a wait and see situation. This unfortunately, like not unfortunately, but it's uh, it's it's sort of extended the deadline for us to know because it's like if he didn't make the roster or it wasn't on the roster, yeah, like he's not going to make the roster. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just like okay, cool, that's done, done and settled. We're we're good to go. Let's move on to the next topic. But no, we just have to. Uh, we just have to wait and see here. I'm trying to see if if we figure out when when it gets when the next cut is due. Last time it was like around August 10th. So, yeah, August 8th is when Serbia did it. So, I wonder when the preliminaries came out. So, it'll be it looks like a couple weeks before the actual event. Um so we may not see Giannis. There may be what, only one Bucks player in FIBA World Cup? Bobby? Yeah. Because Orthanasis. Not, still technically unsigned. I know, I know, but they could sign him. They could. They could. They still have the 15th spot open. I will say. Which, oh, there, there was a report, wasn't there? Yeah, the, like it was from one of the. I think it was Michael Scotto? Yeah, I think it was Scotto. That, like, there's, there's expectation around the league the Bucks will re sign Thanasis. I guess my answer to that would be like, why, why wouldn't they have done it already? You know, uh, they're trying to see how much how much money they need to give him after this uh, tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's TA side to saying, wait, hold on, let me show out and then we'll talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will say I'll be less mad if they bring him back in this outlook, because part of the reason that it was extra aggravating, I think, to have Thanasis and just know that like they they're never really going to play him when it was only going to be a 14-man roster because we thought they would duck in the second apron. They're above it now because of the unlikely bonuses and Drew and Chris's contracts. So they do already have 14. So, I mean, since I thought they'd have 14 anyway, and I don't know how many free agents out there are still all that intriguing. I mean, there's Christian Wood. I don't think he fits at all in this Bucks team with Bobby and Giannis already on the roster. So... It's the same problem Christian Wood had the first time in the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Not 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 much has changed. Um, he made a lot more money and, and now is having trouble making more than the minimum. I think he'll probably end up on the Lakers when all is said and done, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I... I Did, was the, wasn't there a quote 
uh, I think I saw this story that an uh, executive anonymously said, LeBron is truly the goat if he gets uh, Christian Wood to stay in line. Yeah, that was a quote. I was I was kind of like that seems excessive. Like I feel like I don't. Maybe it's maybe there's a real Christian Wood locker room thing. I just think like he's the kind of player type who struggles to consistently get paid unless he's in a great situation. The same as Bobby Portis. Like he is literally. I think he he has even lower value than Bobby had when he signed with the Bucks. Because Bobby didn't have to take Vetman and I think had other offers. But that Christian Wood's kind of in that spot where he has to prove he's a winner. I think it would be smart for him to go play with the Lakers and be like their nominal backup center. Um, but I think he wants to get more than Vetman. Anyway, it's enough about Christian Wood. Um, and I feel like I'm forgetting a Bucks player who, I guess, is Hugo Basson playing for anyone? I don't know. I can look at France's roster. I, I feel like he's not, but. Also, not technically a Bucks player, just a draft rights guy. So he will be though. He's gonna be. He's the next Tony Parker, right? Mm, I'm gonna say no. Sorry, uh, Hugo. Wait, wait. He did not make the list. That's not a great look. The 22 man list. No, he. The they, France has their 12 man list already. Yeah. Are you sure it's not 22? It's 23. Wow. They were like, yeah, we're not even going to bother. <laughs> we know. Yeah, the first line of the story, even though there's still almost two months remaining until the 2023 people woke up, the French national team's 12-man roster is already clear. Wow. It's from basketnews.com. Oh, maybe. Did they not announce it? Maybe it's just like, this is clearly the group. That would make sense. And this was, they announced this June 28th. Wow. I, I mean, I, when you got a squad, you got a squad. I mean, it's a good squad. It's uh, like Nando DiColo, Frank Nilakina, Elliot Kobo, Evan Fournier, and some other people. Batum, Gershon Yabusele. Isn't Gobert? Uh, yeah, Gobert. Is You're reading in a very interesting order. I just, yeah. <laughs> they got a squad. Nando DiColo, Elliot Kobo. It's like, wow. Whoa. <laughs> hey, after I saw Gershon Yabusele absolutely dominate for Real Madrid, I'm a full believer. That's that's fair enough. Maybe hey, fifteenth bucks roster spot. If I like, I I witnessed an arena of seventeen thousand people just like chanting uh, "Yabusele." <laughs> that's fire. Uh, any more thoughts on Giannis or the World Cup or anything for now? No, no, not. I think we should move on. Let's do it. Do you want? Should, do, should we do Dame, who is the bigger name, or Harden, who is closer in proximity to the Bucks first? Let's do. Let's. Let's do Harden. This one is fascinating because it's really it's a three way game of chicken, and all three parties are extremely desperate. And I think it's gonna like how this plays out is gonna be really interesting for that reason. So I will say the Clippers somehow are the least desperate of the three parties because like even if they don't trade for James Harden, I mean they get, clearly get better if they do. We'll talk about what the trades would look like, but. Oh, I guess I, I skipped an important part. Harden opts in, says he only wants to play for the Clippers, basically. Um, and that's where we're at. There's been, it sounds like not a very serious trade discussion between the Clippers and the Sixers. And I don't think if there, I don't know if there's been any trade discussion between another team and the Sixers because James Harden is very moody and everything else. But the Clippers, I think, could really use James Harden, but like they still have all those veterans. They still have Kawhi and PG. They brought back Russ. Like, they have a team. Who is really good for them. Yeah, I mean, they just they need guards who move the ball and speed them up, which James Harden does not do, but uh, alas. Um, 
So, yeah, the Clippers are, are the Clippers. I mean, we all know, I think, at this point, they're going to have a couple intriguing games in the regular season. And then come playoff time, they will have one or zero of PG and Kawhi. And the Harden trade or whatever else won't really matter because this is the bed they made and they continue to lie in it. Whatever. That's the Clippers side. The Sixers. Ooh, I think the Sixers may be under the most pressure, especially after Embiid's conversation with Maverick Carter at some event, I think two weeks ago now, that the, the quote surfaced this last week, said all he wants to do is win, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. I don't care about any of the walking back he's done since then. Joe, Joel Embiid did that on purpose, and, and that, that was clearly an indicator to Daryl Morey, who's spending more time tweeting than making deals right now at the moment that, like, I'm not just going to go play. Do you mean Xing? No, I don't. I won't say that ever. I might just delete it, but I'm not going to call it that. Sounds disturbing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think Embiid is making it clear, though. He does not want to do another two years ago thing where Simmons is just holding out and he has to carry the team and deflect all these questions and everything else and probably get to the playoffs exhausted and hurt. Again, kind of the same as the Clippers, kind of what always happens at the end of the day for him and the Sixers. Um, but I think the Sixers actually have the worst of this because there is no trade out there that I think really makes sense for them at the moment. We'll, we'll talk about some options. I don't think there's one that's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what they should do. And then Harden, Harden's side of it, he's not an expiring. He can't be extended because it was a one-on-one. So he cannot get any money guaranteed for next year from anyone. And if he holds out, the Sixers can bar him from playing because he is an expiring contract. So there's certainly pressure there. But Harden's not a holdout guy. He'll show up. He'll just, like, not do anything. He'll put on the fat suit. Yeah, he'll put on the fat suit. But he'll show up. We've seen him do this. So I, I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think I think he knows, and he also put on IG like time to get uncomfortable. Um, 
Because isn't that what isn't that Daryl Daryl yeah. Morey's thing? Yeah, like he loves to be uncomfortable. It's honestly it's kind of sad the way this is played. I mean, that was like the, an NBA nerd love story with Harden and Morey, and now they're very publicly and violently breaking up. But um, so that's the situation there. I floated. Uh, no, I'll, I'll wait on that part. Uh, what are your thoughts on the overall situation? Do you think Harden gets dealt to the Clippers? I do. I ultimately do. Because Daryl Morey has to... He's smart. He has to learn his lesson here that he can't just keep doing this. I mean, maybe he can, though. Because, like, I don't, every I don't time he's so. done it, it's worked out. It's when he's... He's done it once. And it worked out. Yeah. I mean, did it? We're here now. I know, but that's ultimately a massively successful trade. Uh, it, it was a good trade. It didn't. I don't. It, I guess it worked out. I mean, could you have some people skills and just not ruin these relationships in the first place? Well, yes, that's. I a mean, story. How how could that work out better? Maybe like not fray every star guard relationship at the seams until it's entirely impossible to keep going. Maybe that would help. Yeah, I guess. But I, it's just like, how do I say this? I do, like, to get back to your question, I do ultimately believe that James Harden will be traded, and I do think he'll be traded to the Clippers, because that's just how these things work in the NBA. We'll get to it later with with Dame, but yeah, it's like yeah. when a guy wants to go somewhere and makes it clear that he wants to go somewhere, He's going to end up there. Like, there's no, there's there's one example of it not happening in the last, like, I don't know, 15 years? No, there's a couple. There's Kawhi. I'm thinking of PG. Kawhi. Oh, yeah, Kawhi. That yeah, one really worked. I mean, that's the that's the real gold standard. But do you think any team, yeah. Do you think any team like the Raptors would want, would want to be in the Raptors situation? Again, and that's it. Like, obviously, they won the title. It worked out very, I mean, very yeah, well. I mean, yeah, I think I think a lot of teams want to be in that situation. But that's that's the exception, not the rule, I think. 50% title rate based on there being two examples. And the other one turned into the Thunder having this insane war chest. I think it's, it's good to get star players if you can get them, especially in both of those situations. But the thing, here's the, the value thing, was deflated because they did only have the one. The one, the you know, one or few destinations that they wanted. But here's the thing, though: James Harden is not at a no, level that's where fair. Kawhi Leonard that's was fair. and Paul George. I mean, maybe Kawhi, because people tend to forget that it's like he was injured. Yeah, we didn't know if he was going to play again. I mean, that was yeah. But you, but you knew the upside was there. Yes, like yes. you absolutely knew the upside was there. And like Paul George, when he went to OKC, he came third in MVP voting. Yeah. Like. James Harden is not at that level player currently. And he found that out the hard way when he was before like opting in, talking to teams. It's like that four-year max just isn't out there waiting for him. Well, I mean. Because I think if it was, he would have taken. I agree. I mean, I think he, he got screwed by Philly. I mean, that's the starting point. That's That's why he's so upset, clearly. Because he took the smaller deal. So that they could then pay him the big the big money this summer, and still have PJ Tucker. And my favorite part is part of this part of this whole scenario. Maybe maybe there's no unhappiness and Harden gets a little more earlier and everything else. If they weren't like yeah, but we also need Daniel House. We need to get Daniel House. James. Bubble legend Daniel House. Daniel Daniel left the house was his bubble uh, moniker. But we were like sorry James, we can't give you. We need to add Daniel House to this mix. 
but they've not. So, I mean, it was, it can't be official because it would be, you know, cap circumvention or whatever. But clearly he was supposed to get paid this this summer because he took less last time and didn't get the long-term deal. And they weren't going to do it because they now have this cap space fetish for next year. And to get no one, by the way. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe to lose players based on their they current trajectory. Get, they can get one max player. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get in two max slots with how much they cost. And roster charges is basically impossible. I mean, you need to have almost no money on your books. And they will, unless they are going to ask Joel Embiid to renounce his his contract or something, which maybe, um, but they, they won't have no money. That's for sure. Uh, also, I think a little subplot of this, they're like very publicly like we're not going to extend Tyrese Maxey for that reason too. Those things don't age well. Ask uh, Utah Jazz member Gordon Hayward. A couple other examples. Players don't love that. Just not saying he's going to demand out this year. He even could. I'm just saying those things often don't age well. Players who have not gotten paid, they like to lock in that money when they've earned it. I think Maxey has earned it. Uh, anyway, and it's 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 a, it's an example of it like not being the best situation for young players because it's like even if it's like oh i want to leave he's still a restricted free yeah he's not going anywhere right now but um, no and it's like especially with that gordon hayward situation because they matched and then he left the first second he could exactly that that's more that's the the more the danger later yeah or four years after four years yeah if maxi wants free agency to come back he could sign the qualifying offer he's not going to do that he's not going to do that Insanely risky. Greg Monroe style. Uh, Miles Miles Bridges style. I didn't realize that happened in the moment. I only saw that like a week later. There was so much going on. I was like, wow. Oof. 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 Um, Harden. So the package would be, this is like, if the Clippers decided they really wanted James Harden. Terrence Mann. I think it's like Marcus Morris for salary. And I think they have two first-round picks. So pretty – I think that's – I don't think it would even take that much. I think that's probably too much for current James Harden. But that is like – that's the package of stuff. It does not sound like there's any thought about Paul George, which is good. That – I will say when this first broke and he wanted to go to the Clippers, my first Bucks thought was Paul George and Embiid is trouble. I, I don't want that team because I think Paul George – is the kind of guy who could really lift Embiid, especially if they were to retain Maxi throughout all that. That's a pretty scary team. Does not sound like that's that's even close to on the table. It sounds like the Clippers kind of realize they have a little more leverage than the Sixers in this situation, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not. Our whole thing is to have Harden and these two guys. You know, Harden and Kawhi. We're not that excited about." Which I, I think they're correct to say. For now, though, I mean, neither of them. They're both extension eligible, both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right now. Yeah. And nothing's well, happened. Paul George in like a couple weeks, actually. But yeah. Oh, true. I mean, if you haven't extended Kawhi yet, you're probably not going to extend Paul right away either, I think is the, the thing. They're, they're in a weird spot. I'm not saying that they're in a great spot, but I'm saying compared to the Sixers, who like Embiid is, everyone is earmarking Embiid as the next star to potentially be on the move. And he says what he says to Maverick Carter. And they've had all these tumultuous situations and they've never made it to the third round of the playoffs, which is still so fun. 
clearly, like, the Sixers are the team with all the pressure on them right now. I think in the whole league, like, you could lose a guy who just won MVP. Do I think it was a great MVP decision? No, but still, a guy who just won MVP. Uh, the Knicks are right there. The Knicks are sniff, sniff, sniffing around. Other teams will, too. Um, but it, it's it's a tough spot. I don't think they're going to end up with Paul George. Uh, I'll, I'll say that much. So the Clippers don't want to do that. I'm really interested to see if they end up folding or not. And I think it really probably comes down to like how bad does Paul and maybe Kawhi, I don't know if he cares about anything, but how bad does Paul George and the rest of those guys push for this? Because I think if it could be like Terrence Mann, the rest of the salary, and one pick for Harden, I think that probably makes more sense for the Clippers. But then it's the question, I know Zach Lowe brought this up on his last podcast, then you end up in this, you're basically doubling down on what you did last time, which is like, we're not going to have a future. We don't care. We're going to go all in for these two guys. And I feel like if you're the Clippers, your problem with that is like, does it actually matter at all if we have Harden, if Kawhi is not healthy? Or on the flip side, does it matter if we don't get Harden and if Kawhi is very healthy? Are we, can we still just win the title that way? And I feel like it's probably got to be a little tempting for them to just be like, let's just continue playing our variants and then have an exit plan if you know no extension happens and these guys are just never healthy. Because if right now we have at least a couple picks, Terrence Mann's I think probably pretty overrated, but an intriguing young player. I think people talk he's about good, though. Like, yeah. yeah, he's fine. I think he, people he's talk not about like a him. Future like superstar. He's not. Ma- like I don't the, think he's like a maxi level young player. No, absolutely not. But I, I kind of think he gets lumped in there. I think there's a pretty big gulf there. Um, also, I, I think like is that a good like what does Philly do with that? Like, if you get maxi salary and a first, what can you really do with that? Or not maxi? Sorry, uh, man, 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 salary and a first. You can try and flip them for someone else. But who is that getting you? I don't know. That's the, that's the issue here. And that's why Philly has put themselves in this really, really bad situation. And you're absolutely right to say that Philly, like, the Clippers don't have to do this. Yeah. That makes, like, not combining that with, like, the tenuous relationship that has apparently uh, fermented itself over in Philly. Oh, yeah. It's... It's all, all of the pressure is on Daryl Morey. Yeah. And all he's of tweeting. The pressure is on Dar- he's tweeting. I mean, who hasn't Axing. tweeted? Yeah. Well, we all have. Yeah. Did you just see the, apparently the, the, the X logo is just, it's the Unicode character X. So they can't not, be trademarked. I'm not shocked. Um, I saw it pop up on my, on the web version today. My app still says Twitter though, although it was supposed to change yesterday. Um, Threads, please get the chronological feed. That's all, all I'll say right now. I need that ASAP. It's just, yeah. But the question, though, is the other guy, the other guy that you yeah. said, they need to flip that for. And Maury went on the radio and said basically everything that he, he exactly what he spoon fed the, the Philly news people was either if we're trading James, we either need a star back, which you're not getting in that deal, or pieces to go get a star. And the next logical question is, okay, who is that going to be? So well, in, a, in a second, I want to fold in Dame because I do think there's – I think maybe the, the most obvious – like the most obvious resolution for Philly is being the team to steal Dame. I think that's that's obvious. We'll see if that actually even comes close to happening. Without Dame though, like who is out there? So Pascal Siakam, 
is I think out there. I, I think actually available. I think I think Mori and Masai would never be able to complete a trade, which we saw when they couldn't get Lowry because like there's just always this they're both always asking for so much. I just don't think that would ever happen. Zach Levine, but the thing like do the Bulls want to do that? I don't think they do. I don't think so. I mean they just they they just had like a they didn't have a summer that tells me like Oh, we're ready to blow it up. Kind of the opposite, right? Extended Vucevic, signed Javon Carter, who's like a nice player, but not a player you sign if you're like, we're rebuilding now. Um, so I think, you know, could they trade for a Zach Levine or DeRozan, I guess, either one? Could they? Like, yeah, I don't think they're off the table forever. But is Terrence Mann and a couple first getting you those guys? Maybe. I actually don't know. I have no feel for the Bulls. And then who else is there? Like, what other stars are actually on the move right now? I feel like not too many. I mean, this is the kind of year where unless it's like there's something like what's floating around with Siakam or Dame or Harden, all the other teams I feel like are kind of just like, yeah, we're good. We're ready. We're excited for the next year. We love our summer, this and that. I don't know what other – especially you'd have to think it would be a perimeter player too, which I think the Siakam fits a little ugly there. I don't know who it would be and I don't know – I don't know if man and like a first is that crazy of a package. Like, I don't think that gets you Siakam. It shouldn't. I don't. It shouldn't get you Siakam. Not from the Raptors. No. That's for sure. I mean, they're going to be saying we need four firsts for this guy. I don't know. Does that get you Levine? No, Probably not. I, I mean, so. they have fourteen point guards in Chicago. They're, okay, great, Terrence Mann is now our 15th point guard, and we have one draft pick, which means now we have three total, and we still suck. And that draft pick is probably like, what, a 2028 or something because it's a Clippers pick? And Karnaschovas is over here like, I might not have a job by 2024 if things keep going the way they're going. I mean, they this kept help packs me. forever, so like Karnaschovas might have like some, might, yeah. some bit of leeway. Yeah, true. Garpax were there since like the beginning of time. So yeah, dude, I I saw a highlight of Paxson playing for the Bulls with like Jordan, and I realized like, was he there that whole time? I think he was, like thirty years, never left. That's insane. Um, yeah, so that's why I just don't know if there could be a straight up Clippers trade because as nice as it, as nice as it is to be like, okay, here's the salary, here's your first round pick. Again, we talked about like the Embiid pressure. So now your starting lineup is what? Like Maxi, Terrence Mann. We'll just put him in there because he's the guy they got. Terrence Mann, uh, Tobias, PJ Tucker, Embiid. That lineup is fifth in the East. It's very uninspiring. Um, and this is where, this is where we get into sort of from the Bucks perspective is this is an absolute win for the Bucks. Absolute win. Yeah, I think they're – I'm damn near close to just saying, like, just knock them off the contender board entirely. Like, they don't – like, their team right now, I think you could qualify them as a contender. But they're either going to have to probably trade Harden for something worse or just, like, have this unhappy Harden who's already not a great playoff player. And it's like, yeah, that's a huge win for the Bucks because as much as we may have never truly believed in Philly, having them just be worse is great. That, that's a huge win. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a big, big move for Milwaukee. Yeah, it's 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 a massive, massive move for Milwaukee. Because, like, for all we talk about James Harden, he's good. Like, 
he's actually like a good player. Even last season, he was like borderline All Star, All NBA player. Yeah, and it's like he led the league in assists. Like yeah, that it's for whatever that means. Like it means something. Oh yeah, it's it like you're obviously getting a worse Philly team the next season. Like one, you're either getting fat suit Harden who doesn't like <laughs> care, or just, and is trying to get out, or you've traded James Harden for scrap. Yeah. And then, like, at that point, like, the, the rumors are going to start for Embiid at the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, the, of course, then the counter is like, oh, if Embiid goes to the Knicks, that could get a little scary. That's fair. I mean, we'll see where he goes. I, I still think, I've kind of thought for a while, like, the Thunder have to be waiting for the next one, right? I mean, like, if you're the OKC Thunder... And Embiid is suddenly available. I think that's the guy you want to get. People keep talking about the Thunder, like with Dame. It's like no, Dame is Dame is old. Their runway is long, and they have too many picks literally to use them all. They they're gonna go for the Embiid guy, and I think you know they have Chet. I, I think you just play Chet and Embiid together. I mean, your team, like Shea, what would it be Shea, Giddy, J Dub, Chet, Embiid. Like, that's an insane team, dude. No one would ever score at the rim on them. I mean, that's like, no, that's ridiculous. I think the spacing would be good enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That team would be nasty. And I think they could do it. I mean, they have more picks than anyone. They have some salary. Like, um, and and then it's like, okay, like, they'll just make the West a total bloodbath again, which it's already turning up to be. You have to beat one of those teams, but, you know, they all have to go through each other, which kind of works out for the East. Um, I think overall the East, pending the next situation we'll talk about, I, I just think I think it looks it looks at least as easy for the Bucks to win as it did last year. I'm not high on the Boston moves. Maybe we'll have time for that uh, later. Maybe we'll just do it in a preview pod um, later on this summer. But yeah, I think and I threw out the you know technically the Bucks have the salary to do like Grayson, Pat, Bobby for James Harden. Some people hate that idea. Some don't. I think clearly it's not going to happen for the same reason that I they don't, don't want that. the – I don't know. I would do that for sure. I mean, if your starting lineup is Harden, Drew, Chris, Giannis, Brooke, that's going to be the best Bucks team ever. I think what you want about Harden, like that level of talent in the starting five is incredible. But the Sixers won't do that for the same reason. The Clip – for more reason. that Obviously, they don't want to make Milwaukee better. And also, it's the same idea as the Clippers thing of like – Okay, these are just parts. Like these are not premium parts, even less so than I guess Terrence Mann for the in, in the other deal. How does this help us keep Embiid? How does this help us go to the third round? Like it doesn't. It doesn't. You're not doing that. Like they already have pretty good depth. I think in Philly, adding more depth at the cost of Harden is not worth it to them. So it's clearly not going to happen. Um, I looked up something interesting the other day. You know that Ooh. that Pelican series we always talk about for Drew. Where he yeah. clamped up Dame and like was amazing on offense. Do you know what position Drew played in that series? Shooting guard. That's correct. He played next to Ray John Rondo. That factors a little bit into being kind of interested in Harden to be your nominal offensive point guard. I, I do, or or and I think you could maybe do this by just putting the ball in Chris and Giannis's hands more. I'd like Drew a little bit more in that shooting guard role because if you look at his playoff numbers. They were way better than any Bucks season. It was like 23 points. He shot 32% from three, which doesn't sound good. It would be his career high as a Buck in the postseason, though, which is unfortunate. That's so depressing. I think he shot like 60% from two. And again, he was clamping Dame the whole series. 
I think maybe taking some of that ball handling off could be good. Um, but alas, so probably enough about Harden then. Let's talk about the, the segue to Dame with the three-way trade. So, or like combining those situations. Because Dame is the guy I think Philly should clearly be going for. Because you need to keep Embiid. You want to win now. Dame is old, but with Embiid's size and health, I think you can't act like you can't act like you have like a 10-year window here, especially with him wanting to leave, right? Like potentially. You need to act like you have like a three-year window. Dame is the perfect guy to get. And I think they could probably beat Miami's offer. Like they have more picks and they have Maxi, who is probably not that more exciting to um the the Sixers than Hero because they're both small guards and uh, to the uh Blazers, I mean, because the Blazers have so many. But, you know, get the picks involved. You can probably get more for Maxi. He's easier to send to another team because of how little he makes. Make that deal happen. It doesn't sound like that's really been discussed that much. It sounds like they really want to keep Maxi. It sounds like they want that cap space next year. I feel like that's what they should do, though. Where do you come in on, you know, the, the, the Sixers potentially being the Dame Lillard team? I think that's that's worst case scenario, really. If you're if you're the Bucks, oh really? Because if you because if you're pairing Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid, that's a problem. I'm not that. I'm, I would rather have him on Philly than the the Heat. Really? Yeah, because the Heat got to the freaking finals. That's with that's with funny. with their parts. I I just think I I, I saw. This is a totally different thing. But I was like, oh, if Embiid's available, the Heat could be the team to get him with Bam Adebayo and the young guys in the picks. If I'm trying to win a title, do I want to trade Bam Adebayo for Joel Embiid? No. Bam's been to the finals twice. Bam is like I, – I, I just feel like I, – I don't know, man. I, I, you look at what Embiid's done in the playoffs, it's not great. And I think there was a kind of a funny uproar of anger from the Philly people after the um, – the, the, those Embiid interview comments, it's like, I mean, do you ever want to show up for the last two games of a series, Joel? <laughs> you know, would that maybe help us win a title if you had more than 13 points or whatever in game seven? Uh, maybe it would. And I know there's the litany of injuries you can point to, but, it, you know, just reality is reality. Um, it's, I'm more worried about Dame on, on Miami because Dame, Jimmy, and Bam, I think, is a really good fit. I think that spacing is exactly what Miami needs. And Philly is just like... I just feel like they're always going to mess it up. And I just think Embiid's always going to be worse in the playoffs. And I feel like they'll have less inventive counters. I think Spo is obviously much better than Nurse. So I wouldn't be that sad if if Sixers got Dame. Especially because, like, Miami's summer, if they don't get Dame, sucks. They lost two starters. They added Thomas Bryant and Josh Richardson. It's not good. And Jaime Jaquez, who's maybe going to be good, but I think everyone is way too high on so far. So I think that would actually work out for me. I think the Sixers would be better. I don't think they'd be unbeatable. Yeah, I, that's 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 honestly a fair point. I just, like, my rationale for saying that's worst-case scenario was that just the pure top-end talent of putting Damian Lillard with Joel Embiid is just ridiculously insane. Yeah. But again, Joel Embiid has played with a lot of good players. Yeah, this would be like his fifth well, fifth all-star teammate. Yeah. I think Meanwhile, Jimmy's better than Joel straight up. So that's why I don't I have different you know? Yeah, I do. Cause 
I, I just I don't know how many times we have to see it when the games really matter before we're all buy in. And I'm not saying that like like Jimmy shouldn't have won MVP or anything like that. But I mean, in a playoffs in a playoff series, who would you rather win on your team? Probably Jimmy at this. point. I think here, certainly right? Jimmy. I, mean, I think easily Jimmy. He's gone to the finals twice. He's like That's really fair. good in all circumstances. He can do whatever you need on the court. Uh, yeah, those he Marquette can, guys know what they're doing. It, it's true. He can survive a double team without imploding. Like, I, I just I feel like we've seen this a lot for a long time now. Uh, there's going to be people who think that's an insane take. I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I need to see a lot more from Joel in the playoffs before I'm, I'm in on him over a guy like Jimmy Butler. Um, so yeah, I, I would be more. I think I mean clearly the Heat's runway would be short because Dame is old and Jimmy's getting up there, and the rest of their roster would be pretty barren. But that team in the playoffs, I mean, they might come in as an A seed again, but in the playoffs, they would terrify me to play against. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Do we think Do we think Dame ends up in Miami? Yeah. I don't think their package is that bad. The full It's not one. that bad. It's not that bad. And like I mentioned earlier with James Harden and the Clippers, this is what happens. Yeah. Like when a guy wants to end up somewhere, for the most part, for the most part, they get where they want to go. I, I will say though, I say yeah, but I don't it's not like ninety nine percent yeah to me. You know? I think it's like an eighty percent for me. I, I would say seventies, but I think the longer it goes, the it, like it drops like a percent per week to me. Because it just in, it invites more room for someone like Philly to go, you know what? We could use Dame. Let's just go get it done. That's the thing about not just doing it, is cause every single day is another opportunity for another team to, you know, what if Philly is calling someone and they find out they could get an insane haul for Maxi and then like, you know, makes it really easy to get Dame and maybe even someone else. And and then the wheels keep turning. So I think the longer Miami waits to actually get it done and, and maybe it's not their pause. Maybe it's the Blazers slow playing. It, from all the reporting, I'm not even sure if Miami has put their best offer on the table yet. Who knows? They it seems they could, they need to find the third team for Hero. I don't know, you know, if that who's in play for that or not. But like Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Toronto. Why Toronto? Because they need a guard, and they're too dumb to tank. They they I don't understand what they're doing. Well, Is they owe like a pick a next year now, so it gets a yeah, little dangerous. They, traded, they made a win now trade when yeah. they didn't make the play in. Well, or the playoffs. Excuse all me. it's going to cost them is eighty million over the next four years, plus that first rounder. So pretty reasonable. When you can get the eleventh best center in the NBA, is Masai still there? Oh yeah. I mean, like I know Bobby Webster's GM, but like, are we sure Masai's still there? Don't worry, they got Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, they're like, let's replace Fred Van Vliet with the least likable guard of all time. Um, one of the, one of the. Yeah, certainly up there. For non-crimes, the least likable. Yes, yes, that's that's In the what non-crimes I division, he is number one. And maybe he's done, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Masai is not still there like he used to be. No. But I know I think um, I think there's I think I'd say like there's a forty percent chance almost that it could be another team now because I just think the the Blazers have made it clear that they're open for business and I think if you're a good team and you have a package you could probably sell Dame and I think I think he would buy in 
I think all the talk about like the Thunder, Jazz, Spurs is nonsense. I don't think it's going to be any of those teams. I think Philly makes the most sense as the one to step in. Boston would if they weren't so – Boston is just so weird. The way they – like Tatum loves Dame. Tatum would love to play with Dame. They're just like, yeah, we don't care. We got Kristaps. We're good. Like I, I would have rather, much rather them gotten Dame than Kristaps from a Boston perspective. From the Bucks' perspective, this is great. Uh, from, if I'm Boston, though, like they could have probably done it without trading Jalen or Jason. I think that team would clearly be favored to win the title, and they just didn't want to do it. Yeah, I don't get I that. Think so. I don't get that at all. I, but it's their. It's their. Oh, we need. We have an eight-year plan, not a three-year plan. It's like, well, keep pissing off the two guys, the two Jays. Let's see. See how long the runway is. Jalen Brown still, still no, still no Superman. Yeah, that's I. I I think if he wants a no trade clause, they're going to be negotiating for quite a while based on the the Bradley Beal situation. And I think he really wants the no trade clause. The wind horse didn't didn't seem like he was reporting exactly, but he's kind of like, you know, if you're going to be a trade chip down the line, you don't want to end up just anywhere. You want to have some control. You would certainly want the no trade clause. I don't think there's any way Boston puts it in. We'll see how that resolves. I don't think any player is getting a no trade clause ever again. I mean, I'll give one to Giannis. I mean, yes, I would give one to Giannis. It's got to be that level of guy, though. That's it, it. There's like four guys. Yeah. I mean, Steph didn't Dude. take one in his last deal, which I thought was fascinating. No. it's, it's But for Steph, that level of guy, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's Steph, it's Jokic, it's Giannis. It's, it's about it. That? Yeah, pretty much. LeBron, and Luka. Luka. If he wants one. Luka, yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Wemby, yeah. I was kidding. You were also kidding, hopefully. I was not. Okay. I don't know who else could really sneak in, though, for Dame. So I guess maybe it's not that likely. Okay, no. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. Utah? No, I just said none of them. I said the no to them and the Spurs. I just think yeah, it's I silly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Utah is less silly than the other ones, but it's still silly. Because they, they actually have like they have a team, players. yeah. They they have yeah. a solid team. If it was like Sexton, who they clearly don't believe in, and then like some more salary, and you kept. But Ty, I heard Sexton was going to the Bucks. It was a done deal. It's been locked like in for weeks. weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. been locked in for weeks. Hmm. That's a joke to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> but... yeah. That's that's a reference. It's a refy. I'm trying to think of what other teams out there would be like. Yes, to I mean, like the Cavs won't like they have their guards. They it makes no sense for them to do that. I'm just thinking about good teams now. Imagine Clippers? the Nuggets. What if the Nuggets? If the Nuggets somehow did that, that'd be ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> like, why would you want that? They would never. Jamal? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't think they they could not without including one of those guys, and they would not do that. And they should not do that. I mean, that team is no, awesome, they, they, clearly. They're the, they're the favorites to win the title. Yeah, they're the only team that can legitimately be like, yeah, we're just good for the next five years, actually, with all these yeah, draft picks fine. and young guys. We're, we're set. Um. Warriors, it'd probably have to be deadline now because you have to wait for CP. But I don't think they have the picks. I don't. I no, have to look at their don't. picks situation. I think they have a couple. They don't. I don't think they have enough. They don't. Have, they can't beat Miami. I mean, if they got the same amount of picks, then it turns into Hero versus Kaminga and Moody. It's not way off. I mean, it's better positional it's not- fits for Portland. That is that is fair, honestly. That team makes about as. Not much more sense than the CP Warriors, which I don't think make much sense, but it's a talent play. 
It is a talent play. And it's like, who would you rather have? Chris Paul or Jordan Poole? Yeah. I'd I think, rather have Chris Paul. Yeah. All right, but Dame. Oh, you're talking yes, about, so no, you're talking about, talking about the, Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, Clippers. I'd rather I, have Dame than Chris Paul, and I'd rather have Chris yeah. Paul than Jordan Poole. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. I'm, I'm not totally sold on the first. I'm not totally sold on Poole versus CP. You're not. I am. I would have rather found a different player. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like their team. But they had to do it because they. If if that's your option, like an event, like first of all, and Chris Paul is expiring. Is that good? Yes. Yeah, so you don't know Jordan Poole seventy thousand million dollars over the next five I mean, years. He was really good, and then they paid him, and he had a bad year because he got punched in the face by the NBA's biggest bully. And then that bully's still there, so it's like... Yeah, I mean, you made your decision. I get it. Bully's pretty good, but now he's got beef with Chris Paul. He's got beef with KG. We'll see. <laughs> KG being the voice of reason is not I something I've I had in my NBA offseason bingo card. He's calmed down a lot. Uh, maybe it was only you know like what, between the lines for him. You know what's funny? When he, when he told me, hey, Chet, you're up next, I was like... It's a bad sign for Chet. It's, <laughs> it's a bad sign for Chet. Yeah. Because the, the last time we did this. Was that Thon? It was Thon. Oh, dude. I, the hype was out of control when he was working out with Thon in the books. Oh, the, that's that's where we got the hoodie KG photos. I and know. Everything. And it just never fell down. It's crazy. Um, it, it had to be tape, right? I, I, I believe in Kevin Garnett magic. I'm not That's doubting him. Yeah, I guess there's maybe not that many obvious other teams. I, it's no. again, I think it's most likely Miami. That team does. That team is certainly frightening. I think they'll be good. Yeah. They'll be really thin. I think it comes down to Miami or Brooklyn. I, I think Brooklyn's given up. I think they should give up. Have they? Why? Why would they not? Why wouldn't they? Because what is Dame, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton doing for you? Biding you time because it doesn't matter about your own record. I mean, you want to do something. That's the point. Like, why? That's a, good, that's a decent team. Oh wow! It's, if Philly's worse, like, there's a, there's a, a, like, there's a shot. They're fourth best at at best in the in the East, and that's really good for them. I guess. Sure. Like that's that's a direction. Yeah, for for a while. For a while, it's a temporary direction, but it is a direction. Can they do that without giving up any of their actual players, though? Maybe. Like, is it, is it just Ben Simmons and picks? Does that get it done, really? Ben Simmons and far away Phoenix picks and like one Philly pick or whatever they have. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't get it done. You're right. I mean, I think the deal that makes most sense is Hero goes to Brooklyn. Simmons and a bunch of picks from there and from Miami and the whatever Jovic and Jaime Jaquez, or if they want to, I don't care, goes to Portland. So it's like they have to take Simmons, but they get extra picks for it. So they get like five first or six first. I think that is what makes the most sense. And then they can dump Nurkic as well, which I'm sure that you don't like if you just flip Nurkic's bad deal for Simmons's, like whatever. Maybe he shows up and plays someday. Who knows? But you don't really care. He only has two years left and you get more picks for it. That, I think, is what makes the most sense to actually resolve. They got to figure out the deal, though. And I do think, even if we can't name a bunch of great options right now, that there's going to be other teams that sniff around and convince themselves, like, 
you know, let's take the risk. Let's sell Dame on playing with us and let's go try and contend with Damian Lillard. And, you know, if the price is right, I think it could make sense for it. Maybe, maybe some of these younger teams, it does make sense. If the price is like Sexton salary and three firsts and you have 10 firsts and you get Dame to supercharge your team, like, why not? I don't know. It's just the more we talk about this, the more I think it's just Miami. Yeah, that's fair. The more I talk about it, the more I want to retain Drew Holiday for the for the near future. The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, wow, imagine one of those guys next to Drew Holiday. Yeah, I know. It would be I've fun. always been I've always been anti Drew Holiday as a point. Yeah. As a starting point guard for the Bucks, I don't think it works. Well, again, but what if what and if he just does what if he does less ball handling next year? It would be insane that for two years. Well, yeah, but we didn't have a new coach until this year. That's fair. So, I mean, if it is going to be, we've talked about it, maybe a more Giannis centric heavy team this next year. I mean, that could alleviate a lot of it. Just like, hey, Giannis, you're going to make plays with the ball. Like, we've seen some really successful Giannis Lopez pick and rolls until it mysteriously stopped happening. Like, if there's going to be more of that stuff, and Drew can operate off the ball more. Maybe then more Chris on the ball as well. Maybe that's the fix. I don't know. We'll see. I do think they should take some ball handling off his plate. They have not acquired a point guard to do that, but they do have other players on the roster who you would hope could pick up some of that slack. Uh, I told you before the pod I had a take I wanted to share. Yeah, let's hear it. Related to the Dame situation. So there's a little bit of like – Austin Reeves said it's bad for the league what Dame is doing, which I was like, well, Austin Reeves talks about a lot of stuff lately. Austin Reeves, Taylor Swift rumors. That's insane to me. What? Is that real? Yeah, he he said it's BS. It's He's never met her. But there was a rumor. Austin Reeves? I thought you said Austin Rivers. Oh, no, Austin Reeves. Hopefully oh, I didn't I say like, Austin Rivers. Oh, okay. Austin Reeves, Lakers, Austin Reeves. It's early. but It's not that early, <laughs> It's early though. It was early at one point, um, as it is every day. So there's the there's this like started. there's this like um is like is it bad for the league? You know, is there going to be like an uproar from the owners over you know these players asking out of their deals early over free agency kind of going away? You know, I mean, again, the biggest free agent that switched teams via free agency was Van Vliet, and that's like. Not like a a borderline star, like lowercase s star. Like it's not LeBron or Kevin Durant signing somewhere. Everything is trades and extensions now. And there's that idea like is this bad for the league? Is it bad for the teams? Are the teams going to try and make a rule change to do away with this? I think no because like if you step back and think about it from the perspective of, well, would you rather – would you rather have Dame lock in the extension – or not, if he wants, to, if he's going to go somewhere eventually, right? So let's say he never extends, and he was a free agent this summer, and he like I don't know, Miami cleared cap space, and he went and signed there. Versus what's happening right now, and while this is may seem like an awkward situation, and it's like difficult to work through, and it's kind of ugly and all this, we're talking about their worst case being we get Tyler Hero and three firsts, versus if players still did free agency. And just like let the contracts expired and walked, they get less financial security. The team gets nothing. I mean, that's the, you know, the Warriors got D'Angelo Russell when they lost KD. And that was just to make like the sign and trade work. Or that was just like a, a bone that was thrown. 
You know, the LeBron has walked and the team got nothing. Like, that's a worse scenario, clearly, for the team because you either get, like, the matching salary to make the sign and trade easier or to get a trade exception or something or just, like, literally nothing at all versus, you know, now if you're locked in, like, you you may you – know, it's like, oh, the optics and you shouldn't be able to do this with three years left on your deal. And it's like, well, if you're the Blazers – You'd certainly rather go through this than just be like, okay, Dame's gone now. We get absolutely nothing for Damian Lillard. So I think like it's kind of quietly a win-win that the players are extending and asking out because at least the teams get something and the players get more financial security, especially if you look at this James Harden situation. Like I'm sure Harden wishes that he had signed like a longer extension if he ever could have with either Brooklyn or Philly and moved via trade this whole time. Because he still doesn't seem to have any control. And now he doesn't have that financial security. He can't be extended. You know, he's uh, subject to this different rule for sitting out. So I think it's kind of just quietly works better for everyone. Even if it is like ugly optics wise, then oh, I'll just let my contract expire and walk and just be gone. Like it's kind of benefits all sides. It does. It does. And it's it's crazy you mentioned this because I was actually like thinking about something similar to this in the uh, the the uh, recent times, it's just like, are expiring contracts even valuable that much anymore? Not really. Not in this new landscape. I mean, it's it's such a new landscape because it's like we see this all time and time again, where it's like, yeah, taking the Chris Middleton, if you want to put it to a buck situation for example, yeah. it's like, sure, if you if he walks in free agency, the team gets nothing. And they also get no space to do anything and sign with any, like, team. It's, it's just, it's a pure trade landscape now. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, it's incentivized for the teams and the players to sign these longer contracts. So it's like, yeah, down the road, if you want to change teams, you can be traded. And if you want to be traded, the team also, like, they get something. They get yeah. something to be able to do future moves. Like, yeah, I think I think you're spot on. Well, I mean, it's like let's say let's say just do a magical world where even with Giannis and the other guys, the Bucks had cap space if they let Chris walk. Like, if it really was that decision, you're gonna let him walk to pay Fred Van Vliet ten million more a year. I mean, that was that's the best available player who hit free agency. Is that worth it? Is that excite Rohan? Does that excite you? It doesn't excite me. I would rather have Chris straight up. I would certainly not rather pay Van Vliet more than Chris to, to swap them. So, you know, the caliber of player available also matters. I mean, I mean, next summer it'll be Harden. I also would not rather pay Harden more than Chris or even the same. Or it's like maybe Kawhi and PG, and that's obviously a different conversation. They may get extended before then. Who knows what's going to happen? But otherwise, like I'm sure there's going to be a lot more extensions for these players. Like maybe Siakam, you know, a good player, a little younger, but not a very good fit with Giannis. Like, there's just not as much incentive for the cap space anymore. You know, you can match salaries to make the trade anyway. So, yeah, I think that's why it's like what Philly's doing. I'm just like, what? what is the plan? Like, are you getting Kawhi? Is that your plan? Good luck. I, I just I don't really understand what the, the big deal for their cap space is. Like, I think it's much more valuable if to have just like, okay, we'll just have Tyrese Maxey on a contract because – Every team would want Tyrese Maxey. Like, that's that's a good thing for us. And they'll end up having him on a contract anyway. But I don't know. It's just strange to me. So, yeah, I just – I think it kind of works for everyone, even if it's ugly. It's like the uncomfortable truth is you, we'd rather have to go through an ugly trade process and then get stuff. Like, 
from the Bucks' perspective, if the worst ever happens and Giannis wants out, much rather have Giannis with years left, and because you're going to get like if Giannis is getting traded, you're getting every pick the team has. Like that's clear. That's the every pick, all the young players. Like you get all the stuff. Or if a guy like that moves, if Giannis is just a free agent in two years and walks, you get nothing. And then it's like then we're really cooked for the next five plus years because all the draft picks and everything that's been moved, everything is horrible now. Versus, you know, Giannis being traded would still be of the worst days of our lives collectively. But at least the team is like going to have something to build on to try and uh, become respectable again. And it, clearly, I don't want that to happen, but it's clearly better than the alternative. That said, I would always, you know, I would never trade him unless he said, I need to be traded. We've gone through that talk before, right before they won the championship, funny enough. Um, but it's always better to have the years because free agency doesn't matter. It's not really, it's real, but it's just not the way stars really move anymore. No. Which it's, uh, it's, it's clear. Look at these two situations. We did this whole pod about neither one yeah, is a free even, agent. Yeah. And even like the biggest, even the biggest free agent we saw like Fred Van Vliet, it's because they were in a front office like the Raptors where they just couldn't get anything done. Yeah. And he still almost went back. I mean, it was that close to him not even moving. And then, who, if not him, who's the best player who signed elsewhere? I mean, seriously. If you, especially if you, if you don't include signing trades. Yeah, that takes Dylan Brooks off the table. That takes that takes a lot of people off the table. If even you if you, even if you do include signing trades, like, is it Dylan Brooks? It might be. Like free agency is just different now. It's not. It's not really where you go to find your number two player these days. It's all, it's all via trade. Yeah. So trade assets, tradable contracts. That's the nice thing about the Bucks. still. You know, they don't have this, like, dead money to go get a John Collins for free like Utah did. I think all of their contracts are extremely tradable. And I think because the ones to Chris and Brooke are short-term, like, I don't think the Bucks are ever going to have a contract where you look at it and go, that's horror. That's negative value. I think they're all moderately to, you know, in the case of, like, a Giannis, plus, plus, plus value. And that means they're going to be able to do deals. And I think I know I've talked about the next summer too much, but I'll just say instead in the future when they have more picks available, they're going to be able to make some moves. I think they'll have a little bit of flexibility. And as long as Giannis is still in Milwaukee and bought in, they're going to be a desirable place to play. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how these things wrap up. Do you think, last question, do you think Milwaukee is in a better or worse position to win a title with these, let's just assume, like, Dame to Miami. Are they in a better or worse position to win a title now than they were last year? Worse. I'd say a little worse, but they can still clearly do it, is yes. what I feel. Yes. They still have they still have a chance. It's just a little lower. Yeah. But, I mean, Especially this could all change if Marjan has a great October. Yeah. Chris Livingston becomes like the, the the ultimate switching power forward. Jeremy Grant 2.0, baby. Andre Jackson learns how to use a basketball. <laughs> to shoot a basketball. I, I said what I said. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, maybe not fair. Um, the Gnosis develops a 3 and D game. He already has one. It's just not been, not been explored. Three seconds, three fouls. The Thanasis 3 and D. Don't hate him, my guy. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's if if the Nasus leads Greece to a World Cup title, like, do you pay him above the min? 
I'd have to see how he did it. I was just, how funny would it be if he just like played like Dame? Like he's just like handling the ball and like pulling up from three all the time. And it's just like, when did you? He's like, I, I had a lot of time to practice. It's like I've been here. Just I've been, been in the lab, been in the Noah for two straight years now. <laughs> no one believed me when I said I was doing it. <laughs> and here I am doing it. Um, Imagine I, them, then, then it's like every team is interested in the doctor. <laughs> Free agency matters again. Yeah. The Spurs, who I think still have some cap space, are suddenly like, we'll dump someone and pay them $10 million a year. Um, yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but we'll, we'll have FIBA World Cup coverage. So if it does, uh, you know, you, we'll, we'll, we'll be all over the Thanasis uh, Lillard renaissance there. I mean, Team USA and Greece are in the same group. Yep, Bobby Portis versus Thanasis and maybe Giannis will be happening. Yeah, we, we shall see. Uh, I, I bet Thanasis makes the roster, obviously, right? Yeah, I think he did last year. Yeah, or last time. Last year, sorry, last it feels like it was last year, but that was Eurobasket. It wasn't. That was Eurobasket, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh last time when was the last World Cup? Four years ago. Yeah. The uh Yeah. Although I feel like it was less because of COVID moved stuff around, but I could be wrong. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's it's a blur. How many games it's are you blur. watching if Giannis isn't there? I'll probably watch like where is it? Like where physically? Yeah. I want to say... The timing, di- the timing dictates a lot of it. I felt like some of it was in Serbia, but... It's in it's in the Philippines, Japan. Okay, I was not very close. Never mind. So that's going to be pretty tough timing-wise then. Um, what time is this? Local time. Uh, Philippines... This is how you know we're at the end of the pod. Yeah. Uh, when I start just looking stuff up. <laughs> it's not going to be terrible timing-wise. It'll be in the morning. That's fine. I don't mind yeah. that. As long as it's not like 3 a.m. I don't want to do the 3 a.m. wake up for Thanasis versus, you know, Misic or something. Sorry, I know that, I know we have a lot of European listeners who are like, I do this for I, I did that for Lindell Wigginton versus the Thunder. I salute you. You're built different. So Yes. So wait, what is that? It's it starts at four o'clock local time, which is Oh wait, okay. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be that early. Oh. It's not it's not gonna be that great. It's gonna be like five AM or something. This is gonna test our resolve. It is. Eugene's gonna have some solo pods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we'll love them. Yeah, oh yeah, we will. We will. No, uh yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see if Giannis is playing. I'm excited to watch Bobby Portis too. I think his team USA stink could be a big deal. I mean, he is, you know, the one of the best young players on the Bucks roster. You know, could could Bobby make a little mini leap this year? We'll see. Yeah, can he learn rim protection from Walker Kessley? I mean, his defense, his switching defense has been better. I mean, a more consistent shooting game would be would be the big deal from Bobby. I mean, I feel like yeah. we don't talk about it because, like, we don't think of that as a skill he needs to improve. But, like, what if Bobby spent a bunch of time with the Noah and he came back and shot, like, 40-some percent from three? That's a huge deal. It, yeah, that would be a big deal. You know what the Bucks should do? They should buy the Noah. I know. So no one else Tra- yeah, yeah, trademark it. Like, steal it. 
Take yeah. it away. Spe- yeah. Speaking of, uh, we we do have some breaking news here on the pod. Oh, what's that? Um, the Packers have bought the company that makes the cheese heads. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know they didn't own them. <laughs> I figured like there was a thousand companies that made them. No, apparently there's like one company, and they bought them. So it's like make sure you make sure you're subscribed to Top Talk of the Top. Yeah. For I'm sure we're gonna get a full breakdown on this. I mean, Mock and Jordan. It's so funny that people are probably gonna get roasted now for having knockoff cheese heads. Because I'm sure there's gonna be people making. Not- I'm sure they're probably gonna get a little more expensive now that they'll have the little Green Bay logo on it. Uh, and I would imagine that if someone sees you in a knockoff cheese head, it's going to be like fake Yeezys or those fake Mega Man boots. You ever get the Mega Man boots? No, I don't even know what those are. You have those big red boots? Oh, the, oh, those, those. Yeah. yeah. You ever get those? No. I could see you rocking those at a Bucks game. Yeah. What are they like a thousand dollars? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's see. They're 0.3 Rohan watches in terms of money. They're $350. For I, I just can't I feel like if I wore them once, they'd be so crinkled and ugly. Like how how perfect does your sitting posture have to be to not ruin those? Well, this website is wild. I don't understand what's happening. You just bought them. They didn't give you a choice. I tried to scroll down. It's just like this great. You need to go on the website. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculously good. Okay, everyone go on yeah. the website. You'll tell the. You'll understand. All right. Uh, I think I think we're done here. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep. Uh, make sure you check out gspn.info for that full uh, cheese head company breakdown. Oh, maybe uh, Newmark and Jordan. <laughs> no, I'm t- they have to do it now. I guess. Uh, uh, make sure you uh, are subscribed to Cruising for a Bruising for the South Relic uh, experience. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to listen to that one. And just make sure you listen to all our pods. Make time for this. Uh, Winning Six is also on this feed. Like everything, you, everything is at gspn.info. So make sure you're subscribed. And if you are listening on your podcast platform of choice, leave a five star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Leave a like. Talk about us in the comments. You know, good things, please. Good things. Um, but yeah. Uh, pod random and we will talk to you next time.